Welcome to Solutions, where men come out of the shadows to testify, giving tips in manhood, honor the codes of integrity, and give out real solutions for soul survival. Today, we got a foot soldier in the house, a man who understands prestige, knowledge, and structure and order. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Nada Adamardi. Thanks for having me, man. How you doing, man? I'm good, brother. What about you? I'm great. You ready to drop these gems and answer these questions today? Let's go. Absolutely. What person did you meet or see that gave you the drive towards the man you are today? Who or what defined you? Defined me? Ah, uh, that's multiple people I've met. You know, I think the first, the first would be my father. You know, uh, again, he put most of the values I have in me. Um, other than that, the prophet, as I'm a Muslim, the prophet is such a, is such a figure that we look up to. And by far, we say he's the ultimate um, human in like manners and goodwill and kindness and even achieving things. Like this is the person I look up to. Other than that, as a man, if you really want to see, I think you learn from your people around you or whoever you meet, you pick up things along the way. So talk to me about two moments where your father's influence helped you and also the prophet helped you. All right, my father. All right, I think one of the things I remember um, just before I was maybe 13 or 14, somebody did me wrong badly, you know, another man or in, in, in a scenario and all my dad was had to say, don't go back at them. Have respect. Even if they did you bad in, in a way, have that respect. Because at some point, they will acknowledge that. Either maybe they're angry, maybe they had a bad day, maybe whatever it's like, just don't get low to that level where you're gonna do them bad because they did you bad on the spot. Have as much respect as you can. And then obviously, there's limits. We, we learned that with time, there's limits. Um, and then about the prophets, brother, like, uh, can I, like so many, like uh, the stories we read, yeah. And then for us, he's the prophet. He's like, he's the person that if you touch, like everybody will move for that person. But he's still, even with like, with that status he had, he's still kind. He was still composed he's still um i'll give you a quick story that i remember sure. um so uh the prophet was with his friend walking around and um a guy reached out to him that is not muslim wanted to reach out to him like for the prophet and what does this man do he was upset about something he grabbed him from his shoulder from the back and actually yanked him mm. And the prophet is with his friends. So people, yeah, they're not having it. They're like, okay. like, And what the prophet says, like, no, no, no. Leave him. I want to listen. Maybe he want to say something. Yeah. Instead of telling like, yeah, you go at him. Yeah. He's still like, no, no, no. Let's see what he, he didn't even insult the man. He didn't, he just wanted to hear him. And I think this is like one of the stories. Like, you know, we, we got to operate that way. I think, I think this story has a lot of wisdom in it. Because the prophet understands his position. Some people know they can't get upset because they know the people around them 
will take action faster than they can tell them True. cease and desist. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing to hear that story. That's a great story. And what you said about your dad, too, don't go so low. I come from a culture where we go low <laughs> to the floor if we can, right? But it really never resolves anything. Just people just keep going lower and lower until somebody's six feet in the ground. True. So True. I guess taking that high road builds you up some more and realizes you don't sweat the small stuff. Even if it's big at the moment. At the moment, yeah. It can, it can become something in a footnote and a long line of great things about yourself. True. Absolutely. Now, we talked about these things and we talked about who helped help build you. You say you met people along the way. So now you have to have this person that you're developing and you're moving forward. I have a question for you. Go ahead. Do you have a vision board? I do. Talk to me about a vision board, man. <laughs> listen, the reason I ask this question, so many people know, I've talked to women all the time and they always say, well, men don't have vision boards. Well, men around the world seem to have vision boards. Talk to me about your vision board. All right. Well, before the vision board, I will, I'm, if my people know me, I always carry a notebook and this notebook just full of ideas ideas or things I want to do or things I did maybe I want to do them better mm -hmm. um, so I think when I moved to this place to my new place I, I said like oh I said to my wife you know what we need a we need a cookbook you know I want, I want, I want to see it I want to put these things that I, I want to see uh, I've used it to be honest on I've used it twice because I think in COVID things sort of laid back so I was yeah. doing other things but I'm back on it slowly um, again uh, as you know I'm into sneakers yeah you know as you can tell behind you you can see the sneakers <laughs> you see the sneakers yeah. um, so a lot of what I really have as a vision is involves that through culture the community we have here um, other than that I want to obviously do my own business as well that's like I have multiple ideas now one is en route, the other might come after. So all of this is like just there so I can envision it. Let me ask you, on your vision board, what is the apex goal that you achieved and what is one you're currently chasing? What did I achieve on the vision board? That was like top tier. Ah. I can't believe this. I got this. I did it. All right. Well, this wasn't on the vision board, but I got it. It wasn't on the vision board. Oh, <laughs> you know. Um, so when I got on, on social media... I wanted to spread knowledge about sneaker culture, you know, about how things go, how it was, what it is now, basically, and have a conversation. And I think that turned slowly into um, the brands noticing what I'm doing, which that wasn't even what I intended. Right. And from there, it, like a, a small dream that we had, me and my some friends before, like, ah. Oh, from how much we wear Nike and Jordans. Yeah. Like, oh, I wish we were sponsored by Nike and Jordans. Mm -hmm. And uh, that happened about a year ago, I think. Yeah. You know? And uh, so the Nike branch here under one of the shops that called Dropkick uh, reached out and they said, listen, we want you to run in one of our ads. I was like, oh, oh okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh, wait, for what brand is it? They're like Nike, and I was like, you manifest this you know you know what i mean like yeah. i'm like you know what all these years we've been talking yeah. me and bad boys you know right like, like i imagine if we do an ad for nike imagine if we sponsored by nike and you know what that happened a year ago and and i think within six months i've done another one again for the same brand i thought i mean 
come on like yeah. so now I'm, I'm I'm from a dream that I didn't really put up there in a the vision board what happened so now right that that's like top tier like for me personally so let me piggyback it. This is not on the docket. This is what we call an audible question. Okay, okay. In the deepest sense, why do you love sneakers? Not the shallow story. Hmm. Tell me the real story why sneakers All right. have an affinity for you. Let me see. If we're talking about really but deeply in sneakers, it's hard to find a really deep, like deep story like in sneakers, you know, like it, uh, even if you ask any sneakerhead, what is the deepest? It will be an emotional connection. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, either something their parents did, either uh, that let's say we'll call it a, a hobby, or is it the love got them from a bad place to a good place? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there isn't really much to it other than love. It's just you know what? Uh, I played sport all my life. I lived in sneakers. Um, I like that. I you know, I just, I just, it was the thing all, all day, school, every day. Um, and then from there, I went to like, I want different sneakers. I don't want to look like anybody else. I want to have something that, this is me, like, diff- this is me in a shoe. This is what's funny now. People will see a shoe, maybe people won't like, but they're like, ah, this, this is not a, this is, this is what he likes. Yeah, like, yeah. Things like maybe people won't go for or, uh, and uh, I think it's a sense of individuality back then. Right now, it's a bit hard because it's so accessible and everybody can get anything. If you got the money, you can get anything. You know? It came to my attention watching the movie Black Panther. Okay. When she made his first pair of sneakers thing so he could be quiet when he walks through. It's not yeah, supposed to make noise. I didn't realize that was the name of sneakers, to be quiet. Like, sneakers is so straight up in my face. But... All my life, um, I never paid attention to the branding of it, to the actual meaning. Right? Uh, I didn't even give it a thought, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. They call them sneakers. And she was like, so you can be quiet and move around with light feet and... Oh! oh yeah, 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 yeah. I never gave it any thought. And when I think about all my friends who are sneakerheads, you can talk to them and now you have a baseline of communication that can grow everything about communication around the world from sneakers. 100%. The amount of people I've reached out like to LA, to the UK, uh, South Africa. I know people now and we talk regularly. I mean, I mean I've sort of built friendships through just being in love and because we have that same love for this thing. And now we're talking a little bit beyond this thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a friend here, um, a Filipino guy. His name is John. He did this reel. And it was really cool because it was like more than sneakers. And he put uh, people from around the world, different nationalities, different jobs, uh, uh, different sex, and put them into this reel. And like we're passing the sneakers. It's like, it's more than just a sneaker. There is there is more to this. That it connects people in a, um, like, how can I say like how sports connect people, for example. Living, breathing energy. You know, yeah, yeah, something like that. A, a passion that people would have. And from there, people will get to know more people. And then they will, for, I won't say forget about sneakers. They'll put the sneakers aside and they'll actually have a conversation about anything. One more one more question about this. Yeah. How does it make you feel when you see someone abusing great sneakers? Um, 
it doesn't bother me a lot because everybody can do whatever they want with their sneakers. That's how I feel. You know, we shouldn't. I don't think it was a thing for a while. Like, oh, I couldn't wear this this way. Like, yo, but come on, like, like everybody can do whatever they want with their sneakers. Yeah. It's their thing. Let them do it. You know, if they're coming to your thing, like what you got, then yeah, you got a problem. But if they want to do it, like, they can do it. Some I could, well, some do it for clout. Yeah. And you can see it's obvious. And some just do it genuinely, like just wear their stuff. Some will, some people have seen wear things to the gym, but I'm like, if he loves that. Then that's cool. Absolutely, you want to look fly. I'm super excited that we wear the same size. <laughs> are we? Are we? Yeah, yeah. So you know, whenever you want to come up some of those sneakers, just let me know. How early did you start goal setting? Okay, this is will be, I think, more than the regular people. I think the first goal I've set, I was either 13 or 14, and I've set to be, um, or maybe a bit earlier. So one of the things I've said is to be a f the best handball player I can be. I think I was 13 or 12. Did you have instruction on how to do that? Many of us have these dreams, aspirations, but we don't have coaches. Did you have a coach? Did you have any ideas? Well, I had a coach. That's great. You know, I had I had the because I played in a club, so I had a coach. You know, <sighs> so all he does just do the drills. Just keep doing the drills. It's like if you want to do extra work, the extra work will make you better than the rest. So that was all I was doing. How did that take you in life? Did you take that formula with you? I think so. That's I a kept, gem right there. You know, that's a gem. When you, especially when you're like 13, like yeah. you don't understand it that much, but you just do it. Right. You don't really understand it a lot, but you just do it. Um, Nike. Yeah. Nike. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I did. I think I did that without even noticing, brother, to be honest. Uh, doing the extra work. It's all a part of the knit. You know, it, it just gets into you. It's all uh, a part of what you sow. It's all about your, part of your knit. What type of affirmations do you tell yourself every day to make sure you keep moving forward? Hmm. All right. I think one of the first thing I say is, uh, we say in Arabic, Alhamdulillah. And that means like, thanks to God. Being grateful to God is the first thing we say. You got to say that again for my viewers. They say, love that. Yeah, Alhamdulillah. So like, alhamdulillah. you know, we got to be uh, grateful for God for uh, keeping us alive, mm -hmm. breathing, you know, living the life we have. I mean, I've seen things more than the regular, like I said, humans um, mm -hmm. and situations. And I think being in these type of situations makes me even more grateful. Right. So that the first thing I do is that. And then from there, grateful for what you have and then after that is like uh, i'm a good human being and i can do better every day if i learn something every day i'm doing better no matter what no matter how small it's if you learn just something small something new you are doing better every day that's the aim of this show something small something new being humans that means we're men with colors and some of us have seen different colors than others. Some of us live a kaleidoscope life. Some of us live a dark life. Yeah. Some of us just live in the light. And I appreciate you giving me that information. The person you are today and everything you've seen and everything to where you are now, what did you sacrifice? What did I sacrifice? Um, I'm not sure if it was, if I call it a sacrifice. Because um, in... in if it's a sacrifice, I mean, you have to give it willingly, yeah? Mm. Um, I, don't, I won't call it sacrifice, because um, 
right maybe like other people you lose people along the way but again you don't give that look willingly that's not a sacrifice um you lose time you don't sacrifice it you didn't give it willingly um so most i'd say it's just lessons i keep saying to people no matter how bad things or how good things are it's always a lesson like something to learn along that way um that's really deep what you said hmm. i think a lot of people need to listen to that we all say you learn from your losses but winners learn from their wins too yes what they continuously need to do because sometimes we win so much in things we forget what it took for us to get there. Yes. And then when we lose again, we find ourselves searching for the balance that brought us there in the first place. Yes. A lot of people don't look at the learning from good. We just look at the learning from bad. We got and I'm guilty of that. Oh, we listen. Most of us are. If we, it's it's hard. I think if you win a lot, it's like if you're really on a on a success on the way, it's very hard to stop and look. Sometimes it get you. It need you need that blip just to be like okay. All right, like I, I want to see what I've done good that made me this good. Yeah, because we 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 preach that rhetoric. Don't stop and look around. But once you stop and look around, you're not hustling no more. You're not working hard. Oh man, listen, yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah. stop and look at the good and see what you're doing good too. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. There has been I don't know, like there has been this wave that's going on for like three years or maybe more. I don't know. Um, of like this this false positive, like information, like just work hard. All right, like, what do you mean just work hard? Like, there should be a method to this. Um, like, you can be whatever you want. I don't agree to that. You cannot just be whoever you want. Everybody has a role. Everybody is good at something. You cannot be good at everything you want to be good at. Everyone's designed for something. Absolutely. Now, sometimes people break their algorithm, and it's amazing, and we appreciate yeah, it for it. Yeah, Sometimes they do, but... At the end of the day, the algorithm the algorithm always wins for some reason. So either you take time off from it, yeah. you unplug yourself for a while, but you always got to come back to what you were designed to do. You may have lived a highlighted life doing something that everybody praised you for, yeah. but you're going to fall back into what you were designed to do. If you're a craftsman, you're supposed to be making stuff. When you just took 10 years off, you probably end up still making stuff. Anyway. Yeah, you know what? And um, again, it's, and people, it's like saying... Everybody can be a CEO. Like everybody can start their own business. I mean, wait. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody is designed to lead. Not everybody is designed to run a business efficiently. If everybody's CEO, who's working for who? Who's working for who? I get it. They talk about partnerships, right? We speak of partnerships, but I also believe that certain people, unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, there are certain people who help the CEO shine better than the CEO can shine for themselves. 100%. It's the recognition and validation we all seek to yes. be, say, if the CEO forgets to shout them out in the speech that they helped them, yeah. is that enough for you to sit there and know that you already helped them? No. It just, it's just not, it's, it's just not, not there. It's not enough. It's you not know, enough. You need, you need the recognition, 100%. And where what, did what that come from? Where do you think that validation comes from? Let me see. Um, as human beings, is something is is in us. You you need you need this validation somehow. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of people like nowadays. A lot of people seek it from. I'm gonna say like either the wrong, the wrong ways or the wrong people for some reason. You know, no. It's funny how people don't Let, get keep, want to get the validation let's from keep their it with friends. The men. What do you think men seek their validation right now? We could talk about that. For men. For men. 
Let me let me talk about the men I know. Great. The men I know. The men I know and I grew up with, we seek validation between us. And I love that. You know, even if it wasn't direct, but we really I'm in a group that we're really supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it held you accountable. Oh man, listen, want anything and everything. They won't let let anything slide, and if they and if you shine, they're there with you. They're with you both ways, and I love that. Um, so that model, I, I'm looking to people. I'm like, I wish you can just do what we do. You don't need validation from our outside. You need you need this group of people that are solid. Mm-hmm. They will tell you when you. When you f up, yeah, and they will tell you when okay, you've done good. Keep doing that, and we're with you. Right. Uh, but people just keep trying to get validation from. Me. Right now, when it comes to men, if I see around me, like not like not my guys, if I see around, I see a lot of uh, a lot of egos. You know what? Interesting what you said about your circle. When people pay attention with like Jay Z, his circle has rarely changed. Like the guys who's come up with, like some people have. Substituted in and out, but the guys from the very beginning are still there. The people I grew up with, my guys, were still there. We're still integrated. It's a point where education has to be had by all, and if it doesn't, by the group, either you get in or you're out the circle. I get it. Yeah. And it's tough letting a guy out the circle because, in order for everyone to stand on this table, all legs have to stand at a certain angle and a certain height. You can't have one person tilting over or all fall. Yeah. In each other's crutches. True. So I get what you're saying a thousand percent. I think many of us are taught now to seek validation through materialistic things, through other people, especially men who feel they need bait in order to accomplish the overall feeling of having a woman in their lives. Mm-hmm. That in that respect, in that rhetoric. Yeah. Me, 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 and my my guys. Um, this is what I love about the guys. Like we sort of can have this conversation. At some point, like we sit and we talk about things, right? You know, we right. try and either direct each other or direct a friend of a friend, like tell him this, do that. So this is for me, like I'm doing it, like guys, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. So let's dive a little deeper here. I want to talk to you about your your lowest moment. I just don't want to know about any moment. I want to know how you got up. This is for the people right now who are listening and saying, "How do I get up from this moment? What did I do?" Tell us about your lowest moment. Oh, fine. I don't know if I had two or three low moments. I think like, we have a bunch of them. A bunch of them. I got about. I think I got about three significant ones. Um, one came really early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, one come re- came really. I think I was seventeen and a half, eighteen. So I was in a. I was in an air force school. So like a boarding school. So basically, you work and study at the same time. I've entered the school for a goal. I've set that goal when I was 13, 14. I'm like, I want to be a jet fighter pilot. Ooh. This is the goal. Set the goal. A year later, opportunity presents itself. Like, there's an Air Force school. Sign me up. My dad's like, okay, sign me up. And then he said, it's a boarding school, so you're going to be there the whole week. I'm like, sign me up. I'll be out of the house. <laughs> Just <laughs> let me go there. So, so when I set that goal, I've done three years basically of that air force school and i've achieved we say alhamdulillah i achieved basically i was the first on the group academically through leadership through um uh, 
the athletic abilities. I'm like it's like now I'm the the one set to succeed to go to the Air Force College. Yes. And we do the we do the yearly physical test, and then now you go to the medical test. And that one, and I think I've reached after one of my best friends. He he got and did his eye checked. Everything perfect. He came out. He's like yes, yes, perfect. I'm like yeah. My turn comes in. I go in. Doctor is like hmm. I'm like what's going on? He's like. I don't think we can pass you. I'm like, ah, come on, like I'm doing it every year. I'm yeah. good. So he sends me to the specialist. So I go to specialist, and the specialist says, sorry, like your left eye have whatever stigmatism, something. In five years, it will get worse. So I leave from that medical test. Like I cannot be a jet fighter pilot. Right. I've worked this three years for that. Yeah. I broke down. I'm trying to. I broke down. I was crying from the hospital till I reached home. Because at that point, I didn't know what else I'm gonna do. All of that work. I, I didn't know. It, everything just crumbled down. Like ah oh, fuck shit. I don't know what I'm doing. This is what I was gonna be. This is my purpose. This exactly. That's my purpose. That's what I'm gonna do. I've done this and I've been the best. I've done this. So this should be you my sacrifice. Goal. This time, do this, do that. And then I was. I was it took me a week. Shit. Get things into, and then I've set different goals. I'm like, okay, I cannot do this. I need to set something new now. And don't tell Talk me. Talk to me about that part right there. That, that week in that week in admission mm. of stalemating your mind. Oh man, where were we? Uh, and how were we getting up? Yeah, um, I think the first couple of days I haven't spoken much. It's really quiet. Really quiet. I think processing. this is like you're processing, like, yeah. what's coming on next? What can you do in life now? Um, I think it's amazing that you sat back and processed and said, what can I do in life now? You didn't say my life is over. You said, what no. can I do now? What I can do that means now? That, that means you, at least an inch of you have not given up on life. Yeah, but we cannot. I'm like, it's a, why would we, I know some negative things happen in life, but why do we give up? If if something bad happens, it means it's, you can start something else. It's always like a, what can I say? Something bad happens for a reason. Everything we say, in our religion, we have some, everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. So if that bad thing happened, then there is a reason. And you need to find this reason. You need to go get up and why? What, what can I do next to forget this? You forget it or you can get over it. Just go just, go just do something different. And bro, like, I think that after that week, through the process, two days, I'm not talking to anybody. Uh, then I'm like starting to have small chats with my brother. So I'm the eldest, everybody's there. I'm like, I have just normal time with my family. Then I stepped out, see my boys for a bit. And I think, so from there, I think next week I went to the Air Force school. So I'm back in school like, with everybody else for a week. And I think the everybody from the support, like, you're going to be all right. You're going to find something. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'm going to find something. And I think from there, I'm like, I know my abilities. I really believe in my abilities. I can do, if I cannot do that, I can do the best next thing I can do. Mm -hmm. So I've set that goal. I'm like, let me go and join the uh, special forces. This is what I'm going to do. I'll join special forces. And that was my new goal. So yeah. This is what I had to. Yeah. And you know what? I've worked to that, and but even I didn't get to that because I had to take a detour 
from yeah. there as well because uh, I got an opportunity presented to me by the uh, by the academic branch of the army like we want you to study in a university I didn't agree at the beginning because you're so good at it you're number one in your class yeah yeah but I was yeah but and they, that's why they reached out for yeah. that reason they're like we wanted to go to a French university no, I wanna I wanna join now. Now I have a yeah, goal. Yeah, eh? yeah. I'm say, I wanna join the army college and go to the special forces. This is what I wanna do. I wanna go to the university right yeah. now. They're like, um, so I've clo- I remember that was a phone call, close phone call. My dad walks in the next day. He's like, listen, have you heard about this French university that you know, like that we go like Sheikh Mohammed brought this university here? Yeah. yeah, they gave me a phone call and I said no. My dad went like, hey, yo, 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 how about we think about this? Like, yeah. And he kept talking about it. I was like, I really don't want to go to that route. He's like, listen, it's the Sheikh really selected these names from the army. I was like, okay, cool. But so he's like, I'm like, they, it's in French. I'm like, I don't speak French. He's like, they offered you to, to learn French for a year. I'm like, yeah, a year. How can you learn in a year? I'm like, oh, my dad never really asked me to do something. Mm-hmm. So I took that bit like... That's amazing right there. Yeah. You can't just skip over that. He came to talk to you. Exactly, you know. He came to convince you. Yeah, and me and my dad, like, he doesn't ask me a lot. The conversations we have are very, like, small. It's, 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 I can it's, relate. So, you know? so me and my dad. You know? Hey, how you doing? I'm fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right. Exactly I'm getting the phone now. I'm tired. <laughs> you like, <good>? wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what's funny? That still is the way, in a way. Yeah. Sometimes I do try and find the effort, like a bit, yeah. to have more conversation. Now, now I do. Yeah. Now yeah. I try to keep more, but it still feels weird. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that pops. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So he's like, um, I'm like, you know what? All right, let's make a deal. If I learn French in one year, then I'll, I'll continue studying in this university. If I don't, I'll pull out of the university and go back to the army college. Deal, deal. Good, we'll do that. And behold, after one year, I speak French, and I'm like, oh, now, now I, now I gotta stick to, now I gotta stick to it. Now I read, write, and speak French. I'm like, okay, now I gotta, I gotta do, I gotta keep up my, my part and go to this university. OT and I talked about the different languages. I, I spoke about it. I spoke about how being an American, we only know one language. Most of us, okay. where, I, where I'm from, we only know English. And to live abroad, to live over people though their personal dialect and where they come from, and they know two or three more. True. And you guys think in those languages as well. Yes. So how did you start thinking in French versus thinking in Arabic? Oh man, the, the hardest is to think in French because it was very and French. English. English. You know what? I think it's English has three. How many dialects do you speak? Three, and I'm really wanting to get to the fourth because I really I'm, I understand Spanish a little bit. Yeah. And I really want to speak it. Poquito. Yeah. I don't know, bro. Like, English, I think, is from how much uh, English content I consumed, probably, since I was young. Mm-hmm. Uh, movies, music. Right. I think it was just always there. And then with time, I, I, I can say I, I think in English as I think in Arabic. So, so you think, which one do you go to first? Oh, that's a difficult one now. Right. Where are we going? Like, if you <laughs> that's, that's a difficult one now because because you know we have sports, we have soccer, and then we have basketball, then we have you have you got football, which is your yeah. soccer. Yeah. So where do you go? 
I want to know, but what do you decide? Some water? No, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, why not? Why yeah, not? Yeah. yeah. Where do you go? Where do you decide on that? Like in in which language? Yeah. Which? What do you think about? Man, because uh, friend to the show, wise intelligent. Yeah. He brought it to my mind as people think in different languages, and I never thought about people thinking in different languages until then. So that was just a bright spot for me. I'm gonna learn Mandarin, Spanish, and Arabic. Oh yeah. Okay. Those are my languages I'm gonna learn. Off top. Those okay. are the ones I am going to dedicate myself to. I'm gonna take one at a time. Yeah, 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 one at a time, definitely. But I need to learn an African dialect as well. I'd love that as well, you know. It's, it's something so, to do as well. Yes. So I want to be able to read and write. And Arabic is very hard. Probably if I've if you ask uh historians or people that actually know languages, they will tell you it's one of two. Probably Chinese and Arabic are the two hardest languages you'll learn. Especially to write. Yes. Because you guys write from right to left. Right to left. Now now this is completely even... Yes. So talk to me <laughs> about left to right writing. Like you had to really change all of that, correct? Then yeah, I think it's, it's from a young age. That's the thing. That's the key. Since a young age, we learned this in school. Mm. So we learned English in school. But it was very shallow. But we know the fundamentals in school. You English, you start from left to right. All right. So Most people don't know you guys start from right to left. Yeah, yeah, And you read from right to left. And we read from right to left. Yes, absolutely. You know? And I think, you know what? That, in a way, I think... How can I say? What do they call it? You know how you use different parts of your brain? Yes. I think that really gives us, a, like, slight small advantage on a lot of people. We're really into this left and right, right and left. We can really do it so easy. And now, as you said, I won't think about it. But now, more I think about it, like... I think in Arabic and I think in English. I know that I do. I'm going to go shallow. Yeah. I'm going to say that America just wanted to do everything opposite <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> Listen, we, we have weight. You guys have uh, meters, right? So, yeah. yeah. You, you guys, guys do miles. We go kilometers. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's always like, no, we're not doing what they're doing. <laughs> we're going to go opposite. You know, I don't know. It's not even, it's not, it's not always just the Americans. But I think <laughs> yeah. you got the English here. Yeah. You got the English. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the English. Oh, uh, not, well, they, did a lot of, they did a lot of dominating. Yeah. That's why. You know, what's, you, know what's, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? We were saying that last night. I was, we were saying with, with some boys. We're like, we're having that conversation. And it's like, it's the same thing. It's like, people want to learn different languages. And then you got, no disrespect to the English. My wife is English. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife, my wife is from the UK. But... They do go to different countries and they expect everybody to speak English. Yeah, they do that. They did it in my country. You know? <laughs> well, they did it to my people. You know, don't you speak? I'm like, you we have an interesting backstory. Black people in America, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, man. Just, oh, man. Pretty interesting story there. <laughs> well, I appreciate you sharing your lowest moment and the fact that you took the time to process and you sat back and you figured out you decided to stand on who you were as a person who worked hard. That's what you put your money into, who you already were before you got there. Yeah. Your habits. And and that's what you do when you're trying to get back up, ladies and gentlemen. You stick to your virtues and values that got you there. So remember the good and the bad. And the bad. Now, when you're good, you got to do some great things. Now let's shake some of that off and let's get to some right. more fun. And we've been having fun, but let's get to All some right. more. What have you procrastinated on and why? Whew. If I think there's a lot, a lot, one of them is getting back in shape. Oh, oh man. Listen. Guys, every time I hear somebody say that, 
Listen, I'm trying, viewers, okay? I know you got this side angle not looking all great <laughs> with the beefy head and all that, but I'm trying, you guys. Trust yeah. me, every day. I mean, listen, um, yeah, that, because I, I got injured a while back, and I did an operation. I, I, broke, I did the knee operation, an ACL. So that recovery, I didn't really do. I, I really slacked. And then COVID hit, and then everything was shut, so I cannot even go do rehab no more. I gotta do oh. it. I gotta do it at home. Well, I was, think about the people that were in the middle of rehab. Yeah. They think about that one. Uh, so I've done it at home, but it was very minimal. At you home, know? your mental capacity to do stuff. For me, hmm. I'm speaking anecdotally right now. I'm at home. I'm supposed to be relaxing, chilling. You know, I've, I've conquered the world and now I came home to rest so I can go back out and conquer again. Yeah. Sit. It's so hard for me to wrap my brain around. It's time to hit the gym right here in the living room. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to do it, but it's hard for me to wrap my brain around it. It's just really it's sometimes. Tough. I had to go to the gym to get started, and then I can get my repetition going and get my discipline down more yeah. than my motivations. But it takes a little while. It is. It is. Even here, bro. Like, I've done sports for too long. Like, wow. I've done sports for very long. But try and do it at home. It was cool for a certain period. But... Today I'm not feeling it, and I was really enjoying my time with the family, you know. So I was really into that zone, and also I, I really got into this creative side. So I was trying doing sketches and doing drawing, dyeing some shirts, painting some shoes. I was I was yeah. doing onto other things. So really, I was really forgetting about oh, get your knee better and get in shape again. And, and, and don't put the plate down after you finish being creative. That's what happened to me. I was good through the whole pandemic until they let us back outside. And then I started doing my interviews via Zoom. Okay. I would eat before the interview and put the plate down and forget that I didn't work, work. out or nothing that day. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Oh, man. So I see you have a basketball behind you. So let's... All right, all right. Audible question. Who is the greatest basketball player of all time? Ooh. From an Arab perspective. We're giving this an Arab perspective. It, okay. I think out of, out, out of passion... Uh, for the game, I have, the passion I have for the game, I go for more of. I don't. I don't really like stats and all that stuff. Listen, this is your answer, mm-hmm. but this is an international. So all the weight is on you. This is a great answer. We so don't have I, too many people we can speak to as yeah. an Arab to talk about basketball. Yeah. Who is the greatest basketball player of all time? MJ. Ooh, yeah. tell me why. You know, I think he played out a time. Um, where there was a lot of competitiveness. The, all the teams were good. So you don't think all the teams are good now? I'm not going to push back. Wait, you know what? I'm not going to push back. I'm just asking you know what? Now, as in these last two years. Yeah, the greatest I mean, shooter bro, of all time. Wait, these last two years? Like two, now? Two, two or three two, years. I would say two, three. Go to state. It's you know? kind of like more than two. I don't know, man. If, if you talk about it, like, were we really talking about the Suns four years ago? Boston Celtics. Uh, okay. The big three in the Boston Celtics, they were really good. Yes. I think LeBron played against some great people. I think yes. Jordan played against some great people. Jordan yes. played against the Utah Jazz twice. Yes. Carl Malone is what? Second in scoring. Mm. And Stan Stockton is number one in assists of all time. Yes. So they have some great stats. You know what? If 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 I go by stats, I'd say LeBron is the greatest player of all time. Okay. I think I think there are even even for the for the time he played. So give me the top four greatest players of all time. Oh. Okay. You got MJ. Yeah, but for you, who are your top four? It's all subjective. All right. Because listen, I I I used to be a Charles Barkley fan. 
Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I used to be an advocate, maybe because I was short and chubby, like him. (laughs) No, I was chubby, a chubby basketball player. Okay. So I resonated with that more than I did anyone else. So for you, who are your top four of all time? So I say uh, LeBron, MJ, Kobe, and Wilt. Mm, I like that. I like these that. are the four because I think for me as well is more of the style of play. I see Kobe has a lot of international love. Yeah, man. Like I think it's it's how hard he played and how hard he worked, man. This is like now I would say maybe people. I don't know people like like for me Jason Tatum. I love the way he played, man. From the structure, you know what? I, I love that. Another one that is not always structured, but I love the way he played. Was. Westbrook, like he can he can be better. <laughs> you know, I didn't say anything. You know, he's 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 he can be like he has the athletic ability. He's explosive. He's that. He just needs to refine. I want to ask game. you an audible question. I know Tell we don't me. usually talk sports, ladies and gentlemen, but this came to my brain. How do you feel when I talk about Sharif Abdul Rahim? How do I feel? Yeah, it's his story. Okay, Christopher Jackson. Sharif Abdul Rahim converted to a different religion and different sayings, mm-hmm. and then he was kind of like blackballed for his personal life versus how good he was in the court. And that sh- uh, I really, for me, religion should be a personal thing to everybody. Right. Shouldn't get into like if someone wants to convert, he converts. Shouldn't push people away. At the, but at the time, NBA was not not having it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's. Uh, like to to how much I love my guys or people in the USA. The 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 institutions always fail with people in a certain way. You know, they try always to find a way to bring someone down or like take away something from them just for the smallest reason. Like it's a religion. The guy wants to be in a different religion. Just, just, he still plays well. Still good at who he does. Just keep let him do it, man. Allegedly, oh, excuse me. Yeah. Allegedly, Mark Jackson was let go because of his religious beliefs of how he wanted to preach and different things and attend church and all of that. Okay, and that was one of the issues that Golden State walked away from him because of his religious belief in Christianity. So it's it's a it's a balance, like you said. People look for small things. Maybe they just didn't want him there in the first place, and they found something. That's either one of the reasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's even one of the reasons. Some institutions find something like, okay, we'll work with that. Since he's since he's done that, now we can just try and say we're not agreeing with what, with his methods. Absolutely. I just wanted to hear your perspective. Now, this question right here, I, I'm, I usually ask this question to most people, but I'm really interested to hear what you want to say. How important is it to leave where you're from to develop yourself to where you're going? Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. Because I know your culture. I know you guys stick around. Mm. You really build what you have here. Mm-hmm. But from your perspective, how important is it to leave, where you, to develop yourself to where you go? It is. It is very... I think it's essential in um, in developing yourself. Even if you leave for... It doesn't have to be an infinity. You know, you don't have to leave and never, can never come, come back. back. Right. But... I think it will open your open your eyes into how different cultures operate, how different societies work, and from there you learn something new. Um, 
you find something new about yourself. Like, how you now operate in this alien environment that you're not familiar with? You're like, like, what do I need to do? Okay, and you, you either stick to your old ways. Some people try it. See, what I think adapting yes. is the ultimate skill, or some, some like something needs to, someone needs to learn. Yes, because when you get to adapt, now you learn. Now you maneuver in a different way, operate in a different way. And this is what gets people forward, adapting to something that they they didn't really either know or seen before. Energy conversion. It's another oh, language. I like that. Yeah, 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 I like that. It's another Energy. language. Okay. Absolutely. Energy conversion. I, I like the fact that you brought that up. Give me one moment of culture shock for you outside of your environment. Ooh, culture shock? Let me see. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. I think I think when I've been to Australia, so one of the first countries I traveled to it was Sweden actually, but it was very short when I went to Sweden. It's very short, and I went with my handball club. I was young. It was very short, like there four or five days. Come back. I really I can't even remember a lot. But the fact I went to Australia, uh, I think I was fifteen and a half, sixteen, and I was responsible of. Let me see about 80 guys mm, at 15 at 15 i was responsible of 80 guys which is were with me from the air force school so we have the adults the officers yeah but we go there as civilians and we go like basically we're there to learn english so the courses are english math science and we had to do our um uh, our parachuting in australia at 16. And I was responsible of the 80 guys, so I was supporting the adults. That's, that's amazing. I just I, want to talk about Oh, thank you. I mean, listen. 16. I, I still try to jump out of plane now. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> listen. You know what? I, I, I don't know if it's easier or harder. I cannot really figure out. Was it harder to do at 16 or was it easier? I got no idea. But I think it went down to our personalities at the time. And me, I'm, I'm always trying to push for more. I'm pushing. You, you know. knew that was a part of the goal. You know exactly. You know if you want so to be that, you gotta do this. Me. You know what? <laughs> exactly. And listen. Um, so I think there, when I'm out of basically here yeah. in the UAE, um, I, I'm, I'm just watching people, and I think the only it's not a huge shock because I come from the UAE and you've seen how the UAE. It's not a huge shock. But I think how uh, the uh, maybe the public affection, how like in full display it is, you know. Sometimes a bit more. It is. It is grown. You know. It has grown. Yeah. So at sixteen, seeing this more than I used to, um, I won't say it's a shock, but I've so knew it because you watch the movies, you were like you. But I'm like you see it a lot like around you. So the guys with me are in shock. I'm not really in shock, but yeah. the guys were like in shock. Yeah. Some of them have never seen this. Right. Haven't seen a man kiss a girl in the street, playing side, not making out like yeah. full force. Yeah. So they're like, even I, when I see it, I go, "Ooh, what's going on?" <laughs> you know what? Because I understand with the prestige of how you guys hold stuff. So when I see stuff, I start looking around. Like, <laughs> I don't think I'm supposed to be out here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. 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 So I think when I see people hold hands, really? Yeah, sometimes. Because you know, we have our 
beliefs when when they get hit. Yeah, you you don't know. So when you yeah, you better watch out. The people tell you stuff. Until yeah, you get here and they be like, you, you totally wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. You know what? This was funny. Everyone like I'm well, like I got friends from all all over the world. And it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is this narrative? What's the thing? The narrative didn't come from the people. The narrative no. came from governments, yes. institutions. Always. I'm like, well, why? Is it because we are doing better? I think people are people. Yeah. And I think we all have these emotions and dopamines mm-hmm. and different things that activate us. And I think that's what it all resonates in the same day. We all reproduce. We all have a good time doing it. Yeah. So it's going to come out. Some way or another. Some way or another. I mean, we do have that, but I mean, the the idea of the UAE, oh, it's a Muslim country, it's Arab, strict, you cannot do that. I mean, I'm where kidding. did that come from? That is a good question. Where did that come from? If I go back in the 80s or like early 90s, I'd agree. I'm like, okay, there's not a lot of expats here, you know. Um, things are, you know, alcohol is not around that much but I mean if you come from like a late 90s early 2000s to now so now like oh, this is over 20 yeah. years I mean we I'm not saying that in the most proud way like because of the alcohol it's fine I'm gonna say this yeah tell and me. this is something that I probably wouldn't say like in public but I'm gonna say it, I'm it saying, like, well, I don't think American culture should have too much influence on this place I agree I don't subscribe to. I, I think there should be some places where people can actually go for a drink and do certain things. Yes. But the way we are and the way you guys are structured to be, I don't want to see y'all taking on all of our fun activities that we have available to everybody. It's not built for that. No, no, it's true. But it's I true. feel like you guys are slowly conceding so we can. Oh, it's been here, yeah. It's not even it's, conceded. It, it, it's being, it, it, it's you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's publicly conceded. Yeah. I mean, in a way, this is what I love about how the country how the country does it. Everybody can be here. Everybody can do whatever they want as long as they respect each other. Yeah. I, I love that. You know what? I love that. Let me tell you what I do love. I love the fact there's little to no crime. And people respect each other. You can move around and do what you need to do. Where I'm from. You're constantly looking over your shoulder, constantly worried about whether someone else ate when they want to take from you. Mm-hmm. That's how it was growing up. Why? There's always ambulances coming down the streets, always police. Somebody crime could happen right next to you. You just keep walking like, oh, oh well, yeah. that's not me. Yeah. Out here is a different type of peace that I really appreciate. I know what you mean, man. Thoroughly. I know. What but you, you have you would have to travel to my place, get a whiff of it, and come back and say, woo. Thank God. Well, you know what, you know, you know what, it's, it, you know what, because I do have, I have, I have some friends in New York, I have some friends in, um, uh, in uh, LA. They, do they tell you exactly in, what I'm saying? In El Paso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the, I, I, I hear it. I'm familiar with it. My friends in the UK, same thing. Yeah, I'm familiar. I'm really familiar with yeah. it. You know, um, I come. It's funny. I come from a, I come from a different Emirate. So right now we're in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. yeah. I come. I'm. I was born in Ras Al Khaim. Yeah, I was just talking about it yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, Russell came. Well, how can I say? If I take you twenty, Russell came is so still my behind. First mountain goat, Russell came. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Russell came, bro. Like, um, it's it was ghetto. 
So more than Sharjah? Oh yeah. I can't believe that. He <laughs> was. He <laughs> was. Like Sharjah. Woo, Sharjah be they be thugging it out over there. <laughs> You know what? I remember. Charge in the Bronx. Oh, me. yeah? That's what it is. That's how we feel. That's how I feel. You know I'll what? I'm charging like I'm home. I, I swear, like, if, if, this is the thing. If I take you even to Abu Dhabi, mm-hmm. back in the day, like 15 years ago, some places you just don't want to be. I heard that. You don't want to be there. Like, we still, in a way, it's, I was, it's not the same level as uh, the Bronx, it's not the same yeah, level like, as, like, South, South violence London, is violence. South violence is violence, and we still had that in a way, you know. Yeah. And you, we could not. There were some places if they know you came from Serb, like, what are you doing here? Yeah. We still had that as well. We had that too. You know. Yeah. But it's changed a while back. It's been a while. It's 15 years. But if you go 15 years, oh man, this is uh, still uh, here uh, as well somehow. Okay, here we go. Now back to a deep question here. All right. Now you don't have to answer this question if you don't want to, because it's very intrusive. All right. Go ahead. Are you ready for the question? Yes. What was abusive to you that you thought was love? Let me see. That I thought was love. I would I will tell you abusive, but I didn't even think it was love as well. Um I had the difficult parents. The same. Mm, yeah, stern, strict. Very. Uh as well, they were young. My mom was young. Eighteen years between me, or nineteen years between me and my mom. So, yeah, maybe I don't know. She didn't know I was the first, so probably I'm the one to have it yeah. the whole time. My brother does something, even if I'm not involved, I'll get the beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think that continued for a while, and I think yeah, I heard that America. It happens everywhere. You know, that just didn't happen to you. Trust me, it happened yeah. to all of us. <laughs> you, know, you know, exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of people I think, that went I think through that. Was the culture of that generation? You know what? Hey, that's one. Um, being Arab, so even specifically from the Gulf, there's certain things that, by the I don't know if the people know. So, as Emiratis, we we are like. Anywhere else, there's black, there's white. So we're black as well, from my side. From mm-hmm. My mom's side and my dad's side. But my mom is fit. Her dad is black. My dad's family is all black. My mom's side, that her dad is black. So, in in a way, when I talk to people, I'm like, yeah, it's the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. black here, black there was the same thing. But we haven't been through the same journey where, like, black people in America being. This is a different journey here. Um, so the way they're raised, I mean, there's not a lot of talking, man. There's not a lot of talking. It's just being. You just get beaten up. And I think... Corporal punishment. Yeah. And then you grow up and you don't know if it's wrong or right. You just you just go, you you teach, you teach the next generation the same thing. And this is, what I'm, I, this is what I'm set to break. This is me and my friends. I say, if we're going to... We need to break the cycle. Because we... I, I was... I didn't know what was wrong with me for a while. Like, when I said what's wrong with me, I didn't discover this until I got in a really serious relationship. And I, I don't talk much if there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. And if I'm talked at a certain way, I I shut down. Like, I don't want to speak anymore. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't know that, and I kept that for the longest time because I didn't, I didn't go back and see where did this come from. Absolutely. But again, the way that you know what this was funny. I think a few years back, my mom said it. I heard it twice. Not apologizing, but really acknowledging how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Saying it to one of my sisters, like, yeah, yeah the worst that I had it was now that I don't know how he's still like loving because of how bad it was. Yeah. But then it's. It's something that I wanted. I've talked to my mom was how to deal with the others somehow. I'm like, because I have like seven brothers and sisters. I'm the eldest. I got seven. Okay. So I'm like, some do need being up. I can see it because <laughs> some of them now she's like chilled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, she was chilled the last ten years. Like, ah, they can do whatever. It's amazing how our mothers, when we have kids, they get all soft. Well, for me, my yeah. mom is not as stern as she used to be. Okay. Yeah. She's nicer to the grandkids and nieces and nephews. But I look at them like, yeah, I have no idea who this lady really is. All right? You hear that, mom? Oh, <laughs> man. I, I know what it means, man. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you sharing that. But this is a fun question right here. Yeah, I can't wait to ask you all this right. one. Did you ever get a sex talk? Who or what gave you sex education? Oh, okay. I don't know if you've, if you've heard that before. Maybe oh maybe OT if you had that talk with OT yeah, yet, no. but as Arabs we never do. It's not just Arabs. Yeah, we just never do, bro. It, it, in a way, I get it, but in a, in another sense, I think there should be a time. Like to be honest, I'm I'm not into that. Uh, talk to them when they're 14, 16. I'm like, no. Why would you do that? Like, you know what? I I get it when it's in the West. Of how is the certain predators, a certain type of shitty people that you know you need to inform the youngs. And it, you it, know, it, it can lead to financial burdens if you have the wrong baby, wrong people. It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. It's a yeah. lot of stuff in the West. Here, yeah, in the West. Here, you don't need to tell a fourteen-year-old like, oh, you gotta be careful because that doesn't really happen. But yeah, we didn't have nobody had that talk. And it's just, it's just, a, it's funny. It's like a thing you figure out on your own, yeah? Uh, it's good in a way, but you know, it's bad as well. Cause I've seen that bad side from certain people. Mm-hmm. Cause now you're talking about um, uh, newly wet or like, or a boyfriend and girlfriend that one of them doesn't know how. So either he does it really badly because either he watched their own porn mm-hmm. or he's just scared. Yeah. And, and that affects a lot of people. So it needs to be talked about. At a certain time, it does need to be talked about. And from that sense, in that perspective, absolutely. It can be something that is a term of care. Yeah. And I guess at a certain age, no one will be ashamed to talk about it because it has a reason. Yeah. You guys are about to enter something called marriage. And these are some of the requirements. But I don't think you should base the actual talk around that. It should be around a whole bunch of stuff. Whole bunch and of eventually stuff. we'll get to this part yeah. and everybody gonna pull out their notebook like, oh, no, wait. <laughs> right. oh, can, wait, can you go back to that picture again? Where, where, <laughs> where, where is that supposed to go? You, you want, let me give you one more, like one more bit. The thing is, because I'm in Marathi, so I'm, I've been around a lot of Marathis, yeah, or a lot of Arabs at the same time. A lot of Arabs, unfortunately, I would say back then, now is different. So back then, the wife is just the wife, so even even the 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 uh, the act of sex, it was just to produce. It wasn't a like just a fun thing to do. For example, uh, I'm saying back then, yeah. 
Yeah. Things are different now, slightly. But again, some people will still tell their kids like probably the same thing. How how does it feel? How does it feel that you know that information? And the way I was talking to a, a friend of mine on Clubhouse, and we talk about the sensationalization of everything. Everything is like sexy, raunchy. Even Netflix here, Netflix around the world. Like your young fourteen-year-old now can be watching. She could be he or she yeah. could be in their bedroom watching something on Netflix that has all this sexual connotation. Now they're being educated by somebody who decided to produce a movie versus you, and you don't even know because they're yeah. not going to tell you. They're not going to tell you. They have a structure. How do you feel about the sensationalization of sex the way it is now? Uh, I'm not with it. Like, cause in the control environment that you just spoke about. Yeah. Like, like I mean, it, yeah, I'm not with it. Cause talk to me about fatherhood. Yeah, you know, yeah, you, you, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got, I got daughter. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I'm not with it. Cause why does everything has to be like sensualized? Undertones. You know, it, it, let kids be kids. You know, let them let them be kids. It's not a lot of kid shows. They make a lot of cartoons that are. Yeah, you know, even the cartoons got involved in this. Yeah. I'm like, it, even in, in a different manner, or like, I don't know if you've seen it um, lately when they introduced this um, Superboy is is now uh, not is not heterosexual. Superboy is is bisexual or gay. I'm like, mm-hmm. Why do we need to do that? He's just Superboy. <laughs> let, let, let him be Superboy. We don't yeah. need to do, like. Why are we bringing all these things up? But again, uh, from where I see it, around the world or even here, it's an agenda being pushed. Like, why do we need to tell the kids to be to see these stuff? It's even to the point where we're telling kids you don't need to identify with the gender. Just tell us who you are, and we'll go from there. <laughs> Bro, like the most ridiculous things that have been happening the last few years. Like, what do you mean? Would you I, like what? What when I, they say that? Like, what? what? Well, uh, there are people who have made some sense of this, and I'm willing to listen and hear. Okay. Because we all, I think we're all really raised with whatever our traditions and constructs are. Mm. But I don't. For me, I adhere to science. I hear. <laughs> I adhere to science. I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm with that I as hear, well. I hear what God created. Yeah. And what he created is great. The yes. eyebrows on your face stop the sweat running in your eyes. I can't, I cannot, you know, yeah. the nose hair, your nose, it works with the filter so you, you won't get sick. That it, it blocks exactly. the chemical that's released that blocks infectious diseases. That's why it's better to have a little bit of nose hairs. So yeah. Like th- those things are created for a reason. So when you tell me that people have different extremities, to reproduce in the basic sense is what you talked about. Yeah. You can't tell somebody something different when they're made to do this and a person made to carry this. So I, that, right there with science, I don't argue with God when it comes to science. 100%. Because he, he put science here. Two plus two is four. It can never be anything else. That cannot be anything else. <laughs> We're just going to leave it like that. Yeah. Now, if you want to dabble and put two squared and all that, yeah, cool. I, I'm here. Let people do what yeah, they're thinking. Cool. That's fine. My algorithm doesn't need that. But I do accept it. I watch it. And be there. You can have it. Absolutely. Because, listen, I grew up with all walks of, walks of life of people. And the best thing about me growing up where I'm from is that I've met every character I'm going to meet in life already. And for them, it was easy to operate myself around that and live in that environment with them. So I accept everyone I meet. Now, is everyone good for you? No. But 
they often accepted and there's a place for everybody to roam. Absolutely. It's all about, it, it gets to a point where the people who want to be accepted by everyone, mm-hmm. that's a very hard thing to do because everybody is not going to adhere to your 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 requirements, your requirements of yeah. their acceptance. Should there be a basic training program amongst men, like a level of education given out outside of, outside of the mosque, outside of outside of libraries, where men get together and teach kids directly about how it is to have financial literacy, mm-hmm. how to change a tire if need be, how to change a tire, gardening, like the things, survivalistic tips to grow the community outside of government assistance. But where the community is like, hey, we're going to make sure our kids, our daughters have this basic level of knowledge. So if they decide to travel outside the Emirates or stay in the Emirates, mm-hmm. we all speak this certain language outside of these you know, outside of even our religion, like this is the basic how the world works economics. I do like that. I do like that a lot. You know, it's, it's, it's a good point. I would love to see that because, as you said, if they're going to venture around anywhere else, there should be like this sort of foundation that they know how to do this. Right. Like, you know, especially like that about financing or budgeting, you know. True story. I didn't learn how to change a tire until I was 22. Okay. Because where I come from, New York, I didn't need a car. But I should have had that knowledge because when I when I my tire went out, I had to call my sister to come change my tire oh, for God. me. Damn. Because she was living in, in a part of America where they change tires. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. She had to drive 20 minutes to help me change a tire. Okay. I learned after that. But if I had gotten some type of just Kids love to do a lot of stuff. Hey, kids, we're changing tires on cars today. Oh, cool. You change the tire when you were eight or 10. True. That skill is not going to go anywhere. You have the basics of what it takes to change that tire mm-hmm. anywhere in the world. Absolutely. Anywhere in the world, we should just do a tire class. Anywhere in the world, we should do a mechanic class. But I understand big business, big business don't want everybody changing their own Again, stuff. because, yeah. Now, if everybody does that, then... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do like that, man. Like, the idea is pretty cool. And I think, as fathers, I think all fathers should take that responsibility now as much as they can. Like, since we, like, you know now. I know. Yeah. I know I'm This is why we're here. You know? So, when the next generation should Absolutely. know already. Absolutely. So, talk to me about fatherhood. Would you rather win, if they were giving out rewards, would you rather win father of the year or man of the What's the difference? You tell me. What's the difference? Because, okay, maybe the man, I say man of the year cannot be your father. You have to pick one. You have to pick one. I have to pick one. Yeah, you have to pick one. You either want to be father of the year or man of the year. They were giving out awards. Oh, no. Father father of the year is the man of the year. Explain. You know, a man man can be a man. He's not going to be, he might not be a father. Maybe he doesn't know fatherhood. But a father is a man, and he needs to step up to that, like really step up to that. So I'd say, yeah, father of the year, hundred percent. Do you see yourself represented on TV? Yes. The man that you are. Who? Who do you see? Who do I represent? No. Do you see representation of yourself, the father, the man you yeah. are? You know, we have movies, we have television. Okay. Do you see them? Do you see that written as your story written of someone that integrity, respect, and hustle that you have? Do you see that represented on television, as you say? 
who represent it on TV, or is it going to be like do, represented? Do you see it represented right now? When you say, "Hey, I can resonate with this person," they did this story right because I this person knows it takes to be a father, work hard, get academics. Do you see the upstanding gentleman that represents your culture or outside the world? Do, do, does it shine the best versions of you on television? For me, let me give you an example. For me, it, I don't see me on TV. Okay. I don't see the husband that's trying to change things and that's not out here selling drugs and all of that. I see okay. when I see black men on TV, black American men, mm. most of us are doing something that has something to do with crime or keeping it real to the streets, and that's not all of us. That's not all of, exactly. And but I, I want more diversity, but I don't see a lot of it. Now it could be some more shows that I'm missing, mm-hmm. and that we're just getting pushed and underlining. There are shows. There yeah. are some shows. But I don't see a lot of representation of black people on TV. No, same thing. I'd say the same thing. Especially in my community, yes. And also in the black community, yes. Absolutely. I just want to. I just want to ask. I always ask that question. Now let's talk some more husband talk. Mm-hmm. What are the top three things you want in a woman? Now this is subjugated. You can answer this any kind of way you want. All right. But I always look forward to see if a guy's gonna say one thing that I think you least need to have in your list. But whatever you say is all up to you. All right. Top three things. That's difficult. Because <laughs> man won a lot by it. Yeah. yeah. I think, let me see. Obviously, I think kindness, understanding, and what is that third? Accountability. Uh, I think these... That's a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, no shot at you, no but ooh, accountability, man. I think these are the That's a rough things. one. Everybody, men and women, accountability is a hard one. That's a hard one. Yeah. Maybe, you know what? It's no, funny. that's great. That's great. I like you know, because again, it doesn't, it comes from childhood. You know what I mean? It comes from way back. These are the things I'm looking for. Most men say kindness or understanding. I'm always looking for somebody to say intelligence because I always want you to have, for me, the woman should always be intriguing your mind, like conversation, even I, as you grow older. That's, right? that's on me in the list. Yeah, yes, it, it should be absolutely. Easy. But to, to hard back what you just said, that kindness and understanding, like men just want peace. Absolutely, we were saying that just last night. <laughs> we just last night we were saying it's just a peace. But, we're looking for that. That's it. We know. But I, it's a it's a it's different because when you go out and take on the world and you want to come back with resources and provide, you still got to come home and still deal with everything in the house. So it's like you left this world and had to come into another world where it's balancing and communication still needs to happen. So that's what we're like, oh, I'm supposed to come here and sit down and chill. I don't... Because when you come to the door, you're thinking that it's off. But you just stepped into another realm yeah. where some stuff still needs to be communicated. True. And that's where you're like, when do I take a break? When I sleep? True. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I think, uh, with like, with all honesty, but us as men, we are an issue as well. Oh, yeah. You know what? Absolutely. You know, I, I found out, like, not long ago, like, I'm a bad communicator in a, well, in a, in a funniest world. I'm a bad communicator only with my wife, but I'm not with anybody else. It's because I don't communicate emotions very well. Oh. And I found out that not long ago, but it's, it's gone. 
I don't speak a lot of if I'm feeling in a I won't say I, I really I won't say that I really I don't feel how can I say uh, down a lot I don't I'm not that person but if something bothers me from uh, from her or from outside, something bothers me outside, I don't bring it. I don't. I don't talk about it. I just yeah. I just let it be and I go. If she does something that bothers me or comes out, I don't talk about it. I think a lot of us do that. I think I've done that. I think we're at points where I was at a point where now I don't do that. Now I say whatever is on my mind. And I'm ready for smoke at all times. You heard <laughs> that, honey? But before I would, I would say I'm not going to treat her like another man or treat her like a person in the street. So I'm going to give her grace. So if she does something I don't like, I can let it slide because you know this is where I will up. Yeah. But that really hurts the situation because now she's not giving the full version of me. True. The full version of me is better for her to have than a piece of me and that that a part that she goes off. Yeah. So I learned that. Something that bothers me, I go right at it. And then I've learned that the communication has grown and then we're able to meet on a different accord. That's good. Now she's starting to learn me more like, oh, this is going to bother him if I do this. Or I, I know he doesn't like this. And vice versa. Yeah, It's vice versa. Now I have to, because most men, we all know this. The toughest thing is asking our women what they want to eat. And they never know. <laughs> never know. So we have to... <laughs> So we have to just start showing up with food and say, hey, this is what I got. I, got. I don't know if I want this, but then they pick it up and eat it anyway. So you just got to... Sometimes gotta, you got to just figure yeah, it out. Yeah, just figure out to show up with the food. Hey, I brought some food. <laughs> I was I was going to ask you, but you know, I always like the same thing. So, oh, so I just got the same thing I usually get. All right, that's good. Because that's what we do. Like all men do that. Hey, hey, what you want to eat? I don't know. Well, what about this? We always get that. Well, what do you want to eat? I don't know. Well, I, tell I, know you. I, I know I just don't want that. How do they hit? We're like, we want to head out. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we want to take you somewhere. We want to know that we're validating your needs. So, ladies, <laughs> tell us where you want to go. We want to know, and we'll enjoy it being there. Absolutely. Do you like it here? I love it. You're not excited? I am. <laughs> <laughs> we're good. Just, yeah. We're good. Just yeah. chilling. Yeah. We're embracing it all. Absolutely. Okay, now here's a good question. As a husband, would you rather have a great woman or a great wife? Oh. Huh. Think in English on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know what? I'm, since I'm, I'm always, if I'm in a conversation in English, my mind now is yeah. just operating in English. Yeah. I'm not even considering any other. Um, <laughs> Bro, like, it, for me, again, it's like, what's the there's difference? There's no wrong answer. Yeah, yeah, there's no wrong answer. It's all about what you like. Yeah. What again, is a, a, a great wife is a great woman. Same thing, how I really thought about that. Um, about um, father, being a father of you, a man of you. It's the, thing, it's the same thing. The woman can be a woman, but she cannot be a wife. I mean, but a wife is a woman, so, I mean... It's just okay. that a, a wife can uh, have a career. She can accomplish her own goals outside of the house and come back and be that wife. A woman can just be a woman, do a career, but she cannot be a wife. It's not the same thing. This is how I feel. You know what I mean? So when I say wife, it's no it's, wrong answer. It, when, when I hear like a wife, it's not a limitation. It's not like, oh, she's just a wife, and just which is stupid to think, oh, she's just staying at home. No, no, no. 
Our wife does it all. Our wife does job outside the house. She takes care of you, the kids, and she does her job. The woman, a woman, can just do a job. She still doesn't have that wife life. You know what I mean? That wife life. Yeah. Wife life is, is different. It is. it is, man. And it's mental. Like I've some I've seen I've seen things my wife does. I'm like, it's a lot, man. Yeah. It's a lot. I'm like, and uh, honestly, I'm I think I'm a multitasker, but she multitasks. Well, women, I say this all the time, and I'm pretty sure my viewers are tired of me saying it. Women are to me, women are incubators. They take whatever you give them and multiply. So if you give them heaven, they're gonna give you even more. Yes. If you give them bad things, they're gonna give you even more. Even more. One hundred percent. So what are you feeding the oven? What are you putting in the <laughs> oven so it can come out like a turkey or you can come out burnt? What are you putting in there? Exactly. How long is it baking for? Oh, that's true, man. That's true. Well, honestly, um, the more it's funny. It's, someone posted a few days ago about um, uh, treating their women here. Yeah? Some men had some weird response laughing on that shit because the man doing like uh, treating his man. But I mean, wait, wait. If you want to be treated a certain way, you need to treat the woman a certain way. Yeah. You know, you cannot just expect to be, oh, I want to be loved. I want to I want to have food. I want this. But you're not really doing much for the woman. Don't well, in a deeper sense, you ever heard of the five love languages? Yes. All right. What if his wife loves gifting? And that's the way... Her love and her dopamine activates them to give him whatever his five love his love language is. Gifting is her thing, so like, babe, let me take you out. Yeah, gifting. I know you love this. Yeah, here's, here's some the new girl sneakers that just came. Oh, thank you. Like it, that really lights them up. Yeah, if that's her thing, you know. True. But he took the time to find out what it is that makes her tick, to make her do other things for you, like the multitasking, make sure everything else. Yes, for me. When my wife gives me my love language, I'm up and ready to take on the world. Like whatever my love language is, I'm all right, cool. I'm I'm fueled. I'm ready. Like you don't rely on somebody to complete you who you are, but if you're partnered up with somebody, you want somebody to at least drop some B12 in your system every once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. As much as they can. As much as they can. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. I came up with something called operating at 100%, and what I mean by that is I took five categories. That's purpose, health, confidence, money, and knowledge. Like purpose, yeah. health, confidence, money, and knowledge. And I gave them 20% each, totaling up to 100%. Okay. So you can either do this daily, weekly, or monthly, and you get an average to see what type of work you put in. C average, B average, F. Okay. Right. So purpose, health, confidence, money, and knowledge. Purpose means you're living in your purpose, doing the things that God called you to do, living in that. Health means you're working out, meditating, praying, those things. Confidence means you did it without any fear or any insecurities. Money means you saved a little money, invested a little money, or spent a little money towards your purpose and future. Yes. And knowledge means you took in some new information. So I ask you, Mr. Nadal, mm -hmm. within the last 24 hours, how much of 100% have you been operating out of? The last 24 hours? Last 24 hours. Purpose, health, confidence, money, and knowledge. I'd say 80%. What are you missing? Uh, the health. Oh, you didn't work out? I didn't work out. You took 20% away I, from health? And I, I didn't I didn't sleep enough. Both. I didn't work out and didn't sleep enough. Sleep enough. You're the first person on the show that ever talked about sleeping enough okay. as a health. I need to add that. 
I did say working out, praying, meditating, but I didn't yeah. say sleep enough. Yeah, it's it's what I think it's you know what, as men we we overlook that. Well, I know some men that just sleep, but you know, <laughs> but I mean it works for them. You know, they sleep yeah. the eight hours and they operate. I cannot sleep eight. I can sleep four. Or five. I mean, I mean, I sleep eight if I'm I'm really tired. I have to you know? be really tired. Yeah, but. Well, I'm I'm really averaging a night between four to five. Yeah, four to five. You know, um, because I think it's your creative mind always. Like, I got to do this. You have to, have to create, have to create this now. But we have time. Exactly. Yeah, we, yeah, have time. we have time. We do need to look out for that as well. You know, we have time, and uh, I think uh, overall eight percent is good. I think good. Yo, yesterday was so, a productive day. Absolutely. You know, yesterday was a productive day. Well. Thank you, sir. You are Man. now part of the Silhouette Boys Club. All right. It's people, people like you who move in the shadows and people like me shine. Now, before you go, would you love to tell people who are listening anything about yourself before you get out of here? About myself? I, will, I wouldn't give him something about myself. Instagram, I would say, anything. You, you know what? About, about Instagram, yeah, please follow me on another, another X Flash. Um, my Instagram is mainly sneakers, sports, and food. <laughs> Hey, listen, yeah. shout out to Virgil, shout out to Homer, shout out to JFK. Y'all sneak ahead, so I'm going to link y'all together, man. And then, uh, to be honest, I'd say um, to all the men, I'd say to all when men and women outside, we're all going to have bad moments, negative things will happen, but believe is, uh, this is something from my religion, but it probably applies a lot. Whether it's bad or good, it's good in the end because good is good bad will move you from that bad place to something else or tell you okay this thing is not for you it's bad now go go find what's good for you so at the end result is good this is what we have in religion if something if god can gives I, you bad, ask, bad yeah. can i ask something of you mm. can you say that in arabic oh you want me to say that in arabic yes oh okay um, so I'll say it in the religious text first. The religious text that ما يحصل للمرء المؤمن من خير وشر خير له إذا أصابك مكروه أو إذا أصابك شيء سيء أو أصابك شيء جيد في النهاية. يكون لك خير لأن الله يبارك خير. I love that. I would say French, but I ain't gonna put you on a spot like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go, I'd go, but I would take a minute. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's. Um, I think it's just believe. We believe in uh, fate, good and bad, and at the end of that, it's good because it will move you to something good. That's what if you believe it really in the core. Man, you will never sit in a bad place. Like, because people now are just consumed when something negative happens, they just sit and soak into that badness. You can't stay there long. You cannot. You need you to really long. move. And I think. I love, you want to know where I learned that from? Hmm. I learned that from a movie called You Got Served. Oh! I, when Steve Harvey said, yeah. You guys are mad, but you can't sit and wallow in your misery too long. You can't stay there. Steve Harvey said that, and it, it resonated with me. I said, That's right. I learned that from a movie. 100%. Wow. But what he you say today, I, I, I'm going to take that with me. 
I appreciate that, Jim. Appreciate it, Brian. Before you go, we love to get referrals for the show. Um, now, is there any other men you would love to come on the show and drop these gems? Oh, man, I got a few. Okay. I got a few. So, I got um, Mo Fuda. Mo Fuda. Okay. I got MJ. MJ. And I got Marquis. Marquis. All right. Nathaniel Marquis. Uh, who else I got? I got a few buddies. MJ, Marquis, you heard it here. You're going to come on the show. We're going to have a good time. Yeah, man. Sir, sir, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. Before we go, we end with a quote from Dr. Miles Monroe. True success is not measured by how much you have done or accomplished. It's not compared to what others have done or accomplished. True success is what you have done compared to what you could have done. In other words, living to the maximum is competing with yourself. It's living up to your own true standards and capabilities. Success is satisfying your own personal passion and purpose in pursuit of personal excellence. So question of the day, question of your life. Are you maximizing your life? Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Solutions for Men. Mr. Nadar, thank you so much for being here today. You can find me at Sheen1 on all platforms. Peace and blessings, y'all. Love it.